This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about By Heart Baby Formula. By Heart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk. And Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast. And it is 10% off your first order. Byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. Hello and welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men, the podcast that explores and explains boy behavior. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Join us as we discuss some of the most compelling issues facing boys today. Our goal is to equip you with the information and support you need to help today's boys grow into healthy, happy men. Welcome to our first podcast. We are so excited to bring you on Boys. I'm Janet Allison, the founder of Boys Alive. And I always have to say right up front, I am the mom of two girls. I was a teacher and I taught many boys and I'm an advocate for boys for about the last 20 years. I'm a family coach. I work with parents and teachers. I speak. I wrote a book. And I'm a podcast host with my buddy, Jennifer Fink. It's so great, Jennifer. I love that we're doing this together. We are virtual friends. We've never met in real life, although I hope that will happen one of these days. We've been connected because we are both advocates for boys. Last year, we did a webinar together and had so much fun. Fun, recognized that we have so much chemistry between us. It's happened more than once that I'll be thinking about something <laughs> and you'll write me the email about it. I am so happy to be doing this with you. I am too, Janet. As, as she said, my name is Jennifer Fink. Unlike Janet, I am a mom of boys and that's how I came to Boy World. I have four children and they are all boys. I did not grow up as a boy and even though I have four brothers, I also have one sister, I did not fully understand this whole boy issue. I didn't really understand that there were differences between boys and girls and I know that sounds kind of crazy to say out loud but Parenting boys has really opened my eyes to some of the challenges that boys face in our society. Besides having the boys, I am also a registered nurse. That's my professional background. I've practiced nursing for about 10 years. 
And then I transitioned to a career in writing. And I'm a freelance writer who's written for publications like parents, parenting websites, American Baby, lots of health content, lots of education content. So it's in my professional life, I get to interview all kinds of families and educators and teachers. And that's broadened my perspective of this whole, the boy issue and how it fits into society at large and some of the things that parents and teachers deal with. In 2009, I started a website called Blogging About Boys that eventually evolved into buildingboys.net. And that's where a lot of my writing and thinking about boys goes now. It's how I connected with Janet. And here we are today. You know, I think the biggest thing, Janet, that we both realized through our work and our interactions with other families is that there are so many commonalities that boys and boy families and teachers of boys face, but most people don't realize that other people are dealing with the same thing. So often I know I run into people that they think the problem is their boy or something they are doing wrong. Is that something you see also? Absolutely. I think that we we need to be aware of the messages from society. We need to be aware of what happens when your boy is in kindergarten and first grade and has a female teacher and a female teacher who doesn't get boys. And I have to tell you, I was one of those teachers because I have my elementary ed degree and in my university training, no one ever talked about how differently boys and girls learn. Mm -hmm. And so back in the mid nineties, I had those boys and I was that teacher that was like, you know, why can't they sit down? Why can't Mm -hmm. they be quiet? I had to get really educated really fast so that I could meet those very active, creative, amazing boys looking around and seeing moms coming to me and saying, I don't get these boys. I I was raised with Mm -hmm. sisters. We have to band together. We have to advocate for our boys. We cannot do this alone. And I know many moms who feel like it is their boy when they realize, you know, when they pop into a boy's Facebook group and, and ask one question and 40 mo- other moms answer and say, yep, that was me. And yes. my boy's gone through that phase. And now this is happening. We have to share information. You and I are, we, we are readers. We are writers. We love to research topics and we have that kind of educational, theoretical background that we Mm -hmm. can bring, but also just bringing in the practical strategies. Many parents are just like, tell me what to do when he does this. You know, my boys keep me really honest also because it is so much easier to research and then to write about or to talk about the right things to do. But I'm here to tell you that it does not always go smoothly. Things sometimes take lots of effort and trial and error. And even then you wonder, are you doing the right things? Are you not? Early on in my writing career, I was, <laughs> I was on a cruise actually with other writers and some of them were parenting writers. And some of these were like, I recognized their names from parenting articles that I was reading. Like at that point in time, you know, Parents Magazine was kind of like a Bible for me. This is how I learned how to do things. And when I was around these people and we're socializing and they're talking candidly, it blew my mind to realize that they had the same questions about discipline and 
and school and bedtimes that everybody else had. Like, wait, but you wrote that article. You said, this is the way to do it. And that's where, you know, I am so in the trenches right now. I I didn't tell you this, uh, listeners. My oldest son is 20. He is currently living independently and going to school in uh, Tennessee. At home, I have a 17-year-old, a 14-year-old, and an 11-year-old. Those of you who have kids those ages, um, you know that they're not afraid to challenge you, and they will challenge you, and they will present situations that you have no idea what to do, no matter how much education and background you have. So that's where my guys are going to keep me very honest on this podcast. I will talk to you about some of the struggles that I have. And Janet, maybe you can even share some ideas and I can benefit from your expertise as well. (laughs) And we'll see if they work, Jen. Right? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Laboratory over here at my house. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the thing is there is no one right answer to any of this. And so the benefit is let's put it all out there. Let's talk about it. Let's work it through. And this might work for this boy. And this just completely fails with this boy. And I think the essence of it is just knowing that we're not alone, that listeners, you have our support. You have a go-to to ask questions and that every case will be a tiny bit different, but there are themes that run through the lives of our boys and the lives of parenting and teaching our boys. I think that is such an important thing. I know when I realized that some of the things that my boys were dealing with weren't unique to us, that they were some issues that boys and families deal with in the world today. And you brought up the example of elementary school boys in schools that are, you know, very often they're taught by female teachers. There's traditional school, and I know schools are are changing and evolving, and I applaud many of those changes. But this whole sit down and learn model doesn't work great for a lot of boys. And when my kids started school, they struggled with that. When I realized that that was a problem that wasn't just something I was or was not doing, or my son was or was not doing, that was very empowering for me. Now, you know, you listener knowing that or me knowing that, that doesn't necessarily solve the problem, but it helps take some of the angst out of it, I think for me. And that's something that I want to do. And I know you want to do Janet in the podcast is really help people pull back and maybe stop freaking out about some of the challenges that have them pulling their hair out and, you know, just think and listen and reflect. And learn. And I think we have to also put it out there because people ask me about this all the time. What about the girls? Mm -hmm. What about the girls? And it is so important that as we advocate for our girl, for our boys, we are also advocating for girls. Everybody benefits. We'll be talking about girls on here too. It's not, you know, it's not um, a topic that we won't touch on, but we are definitely recognizing that our boys are struggling in so many ways. You know, that is an excellent point. I had somebody ask me just this week, I had an article out that was called Eight Ways to Nurture Boys. And I had somebody send me a message and say, well, do you think this applies to girls? Yeah, the truth is everything I wrote in there also applies to girls. And as you know, Mm -hmm. in your work as a parenting coach and as an educator, a lot of the things that are good for boys are also good for girls Mm -hmm. and vice versa. The difference I think is that 
right now, socially in society, boys and girls still face very different expectations, have some different challenges. And we have to have an understanding of those things also. And that will help us in our parenting, in our teaching. And you know, you brought up another point. Why are we so passionate about boys? And why are we doing this podcast? Boys are statistically struggling. That's something that you might not know if you haven't really looked at the situation yourself yet. Statistically, boys are doing worse in school than girls. Boys are far more likely to end up in special ed classes, to be expelled, to be held back. Right now, boys are less likely than girls to go to college and even more or less likely to graduate from college. The male suicide rate, I, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it is more males than females. And that applies from like even that 10 to 14 age group. And we don't like to think or talk about that. But the fact is that there is something going on with our boys and they're not doing that well. Not to say all boys aren't doing well. Certainly some are excelling, but there are some very real challenges that we have to pay attention to because it does not serve us well as a society if potentially half of our population is struggling. Part of what you're alluding to is call it the boy code, call it the boy box. Part of the boy code is that you don't talk about the boy code and we're going to talk about the boy code. It is time that we get really honest about things like teaching consent and what about this Me Too movement and the Time's Up and the messages that our boys are receiving right now, the wondering, you know, how do I behave? What, what am I doing wrong? Why are people against boys? This political climate and the constant news stream we have got to be advocating and understanding, interpreting what's going on so that we can be a clear voice for our boys. You know, I just want to take a moment. Uh, some people may wonder, you know, this is a podcast on boys and we're talking about what boys need and the challenge they face. And if you're listening, it's probably pretty clear to you by this point that neither one of us are boys or have been. Some people, you know, who are you and why are you talking about this? Uh, you know, we need to be hearing from the guys. And I absolutely agree that we need to include and honor men's voices on this. They know what it is to be male in this world in a way that I will never the one thing that I have found as a mother of boys, and Janet, I think you experienced this as an educator, and you mentioned it before, is because I didn't grow up as a boy, I can't intuitively relate to or sense some of these challenges that boys are going to. I've really had to think and learn and study to better understand my boys and so I think because you and I have both done some of that work and continue to do that, sometimes I see my work as helping to translate boy world for women mm -hmm. because women, mothers and teachers spend a lot of time shaping and molding our boys and helping them become great men. I couldn't have said it better myself, Jen. We are the interpreters. Do we know everything? No. But all together and with our listeners' help, we can have this conversation and continue the discussion and the advocacy. We mm -hmm. need to advocate for our boys. We need to look at schools and 
clubs and churches and all those places where our boys interact with the world and recognize that there are many places where the world is not set up to bring out the best in Mm -hmm. our boys. And then what can we do individually and then collectively to help make some changes? For me, this is all about facilitating, you know, helping our boys to shine, helping them to become the best, most fullest versions of themselves. So we created this weekly podcast on boys, and we're going to be talking about timely and timeless topics. We may have an occasional guest. We might bring in a dad. We just are going to go many directions on this podcast, but most of all, we're having conversations that is, it's real talk from the trenches. We're bringing in science-based research. We're talking about education, the playground, the, mm-hmm. the locker room, uh, the kitchen table, all of, all of it. And we're going to be jumping all over the place in terms of different ages and stages also. Uh, You know, on the one hand, you could say that what teenagers are dealing with has nothing to do with what toddlers are dealing with. But there are some through threads of that male experience and, and parenting boys and boys in school. So we will talk about things that apply, whether you have a baby or whether you have a getting ready to launch kid like I do. I mean, I have this 17-year-old right now who's pretty sure that he does not need me at all for anything, but he's still living here. So that's something we all have to work through at the moment. And that, that creates challenges sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is for grandparents too. Yes. And I, you know, I will be encouraging moms of girls to listen to this as well, because we all need to be educated about this topic. That's an excellent point. I have been involved in some really interesting discussions online this week, and I wouldn't be surprised if you have too. You know, the whole issue of masculinity and what that means in our culture and how that plays out in the workplace, in schools, has really entered the national consciousness. And those can be messy discussions, but I think it's important for all of us to hear these varying perspectives and the way our experiences have shaped us and shaped those around us. I'm excited. I cannot wait to see what the future, how it unfolds on this podcast and all of the new parents and teachers and advocates that we will meet during our run here on our podcast So Jen, I am just thrilled to be joining you in this effort. Thank you. I look forward to continuing the conversation and as we go along, really incorporating some of the questions that we get and comments that we get from listeners as well. Thanks for joining On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.